Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. This is another Liberty from Captivity podcast. I am your host, Kelly Ward. Today is Tuesday, October 24th, 2023. This is episode number 20, and the title of today's show is Practical Self-Deliverance, Part 4, Battle Plan Documents. Before I get into this episode, I want to provide a quick recap of the previous episode where I discussed the documents titled Door Openers and Door Closing Prayer. Knowing what opens the door to the enemy is crucial to deliverance because you have to know what to repent for in order to close the door. The door closing prayer is a lengthy prayer but covers a large number of possible doors and guides you to forgive others, including yourself, and gives Holy Spirit the opportunity to show you more things to repent for. It also helps to minimize demonic manifestations, which makes deliverance easier and faster. In this episode, I want to discuss a document titled Self-Deliverance Guide. You may remember that I previously mentioned that I wanted to discuss the Repentance and Deliverance document, but I decided to do that in the next episode due to the length of this one. Also, I posted a blog recently stating that I updated the Self-Deliverance Guide. Make sure the version that you are using has last updated 10-24-2023 in the upper right-hand corner of the document. If not, please go to the website and download the latest one. Or if you listen to this show in the archives, it can be a later one than this one, and that's okay. The Self-Deliverance Guide is just that, a guide. It's not meant to be a substitute for the working of Holy Spirit. But as I stated in a previous show, you have to start somewhere. While using the list, expect Holy Spirit to intervene and bring things to remembrance and to speak to you during the process. The idea behind this list is to make it easy and step-by-step so that you can get delivered from things commonly seen in deliverance. It covers many different areas of bondage, so let's go over it in detail. So what I want to do is go through this document and give you a summary. It's only two pages, but there's a lot of details in here. I think by giving you a quick summary and then going back and giving you the details will make it easier to understand. So starting here at the top of sheet one is the pre-self-interview section. And you'll notice on the left there's check boxes. So as you do each one of these elements, you can just check it off knowing that you've completed it. Then below that, still on sheet one, is the self-interview portion. And each one of these items here has a number next to it, 1 through 18 here on the left. And those will be used later, and I'll show you what that means. And again, there's still checkboxes here on the left to indicate that you you have actually done these, these steps. Then going to side two, or sheet two, is the actual self-ministry portion, and it's broken down into subsections, which are called ungodly soul ties, inner healing, deliverance, physical, mental, and emotional healing, and miscellaneous. And the numbers that I said, 1 through 18 from the first sheet, if you look down here under ungodly soul ties, inner healing, and I think, yeah, physical, mental, and emotional healing. In the unbolded text at the very bottom, you'll see something that might state, like here it says, applies to items 2, 3, 4, 8, 9, and 10 from the self-interview. And so what that means is you'll use the information that you put down in these sections here 
for those numbers to actually do these sections. And so I'll go over that in detail, but basically that's how you connect all these together. So that's the way that this form is designed. Okay, so let me go over this in detail now. Okay, so even though I'm going in detail with each one of these elements, I'm not actually going to go through an example of doing it. What I plan to do is in a future episode, when I wrap all this up, when I, when I complete this series, is to give you an example of how to do this. So it'll make more sense at the very end. And so starting with the first one here, it says start the session with prayer, command all demons to be silent, and declare Luke 10, 19 out loud. Then the next one says, were you able to complete the door closing prayer? If not, make sure you do. And that's here just to make sure that you actually did it. Or if you went through the door closing prayer very quickly and you didn't give Holy Spirit much time to help you with it, make sure you spend the necessary time on it and make sure you actually did the door closing prayer. The next one says, ask yourself the question, was I able to forgive everyone that Holy Spirit showed me? If not, make sure you forgive everyone. If you don't do this, stop ministry. So it is absolutely essential that you forgive everybody that Holy Spirit shows you. If you have any unforgiveness, ministry won't work. And the demons won't ha they, they don't have to leave. And furthermore, the Bible is pretty clear that you will be turned over to the tormentors, which basically are demons. So you want to get free. It's important to forgive. And also remember, forgiveness is a choice, not an emotion. If you're struggling with the emotion connected with unforgiveness towards somebody, you can do inner healing on that to get rid of the emotion and it will make it a lot easier for then after that, when you look back at that memory, that it won't quite hurt so bad. But just remember, it's a choice. Make sure to do it. It's absolutely important. The next question is very similar, but it says, was I able to forgive myself? Now, I know that sometimes somebody might say, well, you know, I don't see that it's necessary to forgive myself in the Bible. I don't see that. Well, you know, it does say to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, all your soul and all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. If you love yourself, you would forgive yourself. And not only that, but if you can't forgive yourself, you're basically saying that what Jesus did on the cross wasn't good enough. Sometimes you can be too hard on yourself, and I know what that's like. And so make sure and forgive yourself and extend grace to yourself just like Jesus has, okay? It's very important that you do this. Next one says, ask yourself the question, do I have unforgiveness towards God? I think this can sometimes happen when we either expected God to do something or do something in a way that we didn't expect, or maybe he didn't do something. God does what he does. We'll never understand his ways because his ways are higher than our ways. He has his reasons for doing things or not doing things. And so sometimes we can be angry at God for something and we can be mad at him and we can carry that. And so basically you want to make sure you can either approach this in two different ways. And I'm not really for sure which one really is the best way. So I'll just give you the two ideas that I have. And one of them is you can actually forgive God. Even though he actually did no wrong, you can just say something like, God, I forgive you for fill in the blank. I actually prefer the second one a little better. 
And you can say something like, Lord, forgive me for unforgiveness towards you for fill in the blank. I repent for that. Please forgive me for that. And that way you can make sure that you don't have any unforgiveness at all. Again, unforgiveness, and I, and I apologize for sounding like a broken record, but unforgiveness will stop your deliverance. You want to make sure and be successful, close that door and receive your miracle. Okay, and then this next one here says, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Do you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord? Now, I know that might seem strange because if you're here, you're probably already a Christian, but there are some people that may come here later. Maybe they have just given their heart to the Lord, or maybe they want to know more about deliverance, but, they ha but you haven't made a decision to commit yet. I want to make sure to explain that deliverance is for Christians. Now, you can be ministered to uh, to get delivered, even if you're not a Christian, but that's not the norm. So if you are a brand new Christian and you don't know anything about deliverance or you just accepted him as your Lord and Savior, I would highly encourage you to seek somebody who knows how to minister deliverance or knows how to go through these steps here and receive your miracle that way. But if you've been in the kingdom for some time, then, then, then this process is for you, okay? Okay, and then the self-interview portion, there's some more questions here. And these are going to be more specific, so let's start with number one. And it says, using the spaces to the right, document your three most tormenting areas. You'll usually know what they are, but you can use the problem list that you filled out previously to help you with this one. And so the idea is you just pick out the top three. Most of the time people will fill out the problem list and they'll have a bunch of items marked on there and that's quite normal. But you know the ones that you're really struggling with. So for example, maybe it might be pornography and lust. Maybe another one is some kind of fear like, I don't know, fear of losing your salvation, fear of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, whatever it is. A lot of people struggle with some kind of fear. And so you'll pick up the top three and you'll document those off to the right. And then number two says, how was your relationship with your father? And the same for number, well, similar for number three is how was your relationship with your mother? And also number four, how was your relationship with your siblings? So the idea behind these three is not to, you know, write a, a novel about, you know, how bad your relationship was but basically just to give just a quick summary so for example if your father rejected you and abandoned you just say that you know my father rejected me and abandoned me and put that there if your relationship was good that's great just put in there that it was good or great or whatever it is and move on to the next one and so the idea behind these is what we're looking for is to break soul ties especially if there was something very heavy there okay and then number five how was your childhood? And while it may seem connected to two, three, and four, we're looking for additional things here that maybe weren't connected with things that were actually inside your home. Maybe it was somebody bullied you in school, or I don't know, maybe you had a teacher that you didn't like that you had unforgiveness towards or something like that, or something of that nature. Maybe a, a somebody else in your neighborhood when you were a child gave you a really hard time, whatever it is, 
If you had a bad childhood, go ahead and just put just a quick summary in there because we want to make sure that you receive healing for that. Okay, and then number six, have you experienced any major traumas? What we're looking for here are things like, I don't know, if you've had a car accident, there's usually fear involved with that. Sometimes that can open a door. And maybe maybe there was workplace bullying. You know, that can be a door opener to trauma. And similar is number seven, are you a veteran or a descendant of a veteran? Now, this one is a little bit more a more specific type of trauma because it usually involves post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD for short. And I do believe that it is something that it can be generational. So that's why it says descendant of a veteran. Number eight, are you a victim of sexual abuse? Again, this is another type of trauma. And of course, it definitely involves breaking a soul tie. So if anybody has sexually abused you, put their names here in this blank space next to it. Then number nine, and it's worded specifically this way for a reason, and it says, have you had non-marital sexual partners? That means anybody other than your God-given covenant spouse. So a husband and a wife, a man and a woman. And so the idea here is if you have had any kind of sexual relationship outside the bounds of a, of a biblical marriage, such as fornication, adultery, homosexuality, pornography, things like that, you'll want to make sure and document that here. And if you remember their names of the people that you are with, list them here as well because you want to break those soul ties. Okay, number 10. Do you have any ex-spouses? This one is for the purpose of breaking soul ties. List their names here in this blank space. 11, have you suffered from any miscarriages? So this one usually pertains more to women than it does to men, although it can affect men. And you want, you want to receive inner healing for this, especially if it was a miscarriage that was very heavy or if, especially if it was late term. And... So document it here, and for you men out there, if your your wife had a miscarriage and you took it pretty hard, or it was a difficult experience for the two of you, go ahead and just you know put it there in the white space. Just mark that down. But if it was very early and you don't feel led by Holy Spirit to to receive ministry for that, okay, that's okay. Uh, you don't have to, but just follow the leading of Holy Spirit on that one. But if you're a woman, I would definitely do it if you had any miscarriages. Number 12, have you had an abortion or took part in any decision to abort? So if you, if, if you have ever had an abortion, document it here. If you were a parent who had a daughter and you demanded that they get an abortion, if you were a husband or a boyfriend and you took part in the decision for your wife or girlfriend to get an abortion, document it here. If you are a good friend of somebody, if you are a good friend of a woman and you helped her to make a decision to get an abortion, make sure and put, you, put that information here. We want to make sure and break off that spirit of death off of you and to receive inner healing if you need it. Then number 13 have you had any unresolved deaths? So the idea behind this isn't to receive healing for a death of somebody close to you if it happened very recently, like 
I don't know, say the last three, four or five months or something like that, that grieving process is definitely a process and everybody's different. Your timeline is different and that's okay. What this is referring to here is if it's been two or three years and you're still dealing with a lot of heavy grief and you're still like, like you have a lot of depression associated with it, that's what we're looking for because somewhere along the way, you probably open that door and there's something still there causing you to have that grief. Okay, so number 14, have you ever participated in witchcraft? So I know that this is on the problem list, but go ahead and document it here, especially if you participated in something that wasn't on the problem list, okay? And this is also something for you to contemplate if you have dabbled in witchcraft and it's something that's been very heavy or something very specific that's not on the list. Okay, 15, have you or your ancestors participated in Freemasonry or secret societies? It usually involves a, a, a father, a grandfather, somebody in your family tree. Most of the people I've ministered to haven't actually been a Freemason themselves. But if you know that anybody in your family tree has done it or you yourself has done it, put it here. And, and, um, and something that I want to do at a later date is to put the Freemasonry prayer on my website in the resources section. I haven't done it yet, but you can go through this and basically skip this section for now, number 15. Go ahead and go through and do all of this. And then later you can go back and do the Freemasonry prayer because it is very lengthy. And um, so you can do actually do those separately. But hopefully by the time you end up getting around to doing this, you, that prayer will be there. And so you can have all of it there and you can do it. Okay, and then number 16, list any physical, mental, or emotional needs. 17, are you on any medi medications or treatments? So the idea here isn't to be your doctor or to tell you what to do or not to do with your medications or treatments. Listen to your doctor, do what they say follow their directions. I'm not here to change any of that. What you should be looking for is if you're taking medication for things like depression or maybe you're dealing with anxiety, what we want to make sure to do is close any doors to that and cast out any demons associated with it and work with your doctor, okay? Don't change your medicine. Don't change that for anything unless they tell you to. And then number 18 have you been diagnosed with any conditions or diseases? So let's say, for example, maybe you have rheumatoid arthritis or lupus. Maybe you have HIV or AIDS. You know, don't minimize God and his ability to heal you of those things, especially as you've gone through this process and closed as many doors as possible. You want to be ready to receive your miracle. So just go ahead and write that down here. Okay, so now we're on sheet two of the self-deliverance guide. And as I mentioned earlier, this is the self-ministry portion, but it is further broken down into subsections. And the first one is called ungodly soul ties. And the reason why we call this ungodly soul ties is for a couple of reasons. One of which is you may have a soul tie with somebody and it's an ungodly relationship, but it can also mean more specifically that it may be an ungodly soul tie with somebody that was entered into by opening the door through some kind of sin. And 
and I've stated this before and I'll state it again, you can have a godly and an ungodly soul tie in the same relationship. And that pertains especially to your spouse, okay? So let's just go over this a little bit, okay? And it says to use the breaking ungodly soul ties prayer. Now, we haven't gone through that. I plan on doing that in the next episode. So that'll make more sense whenever we do that. But it's a it's a prayer that has about, I think, five paragraphs on it. And the first four pertain to breaking the soul ties. And then the, and then the fifth step is this section down here under inner healing. But let's just go over this here. So you'll notice here that there's check boxes next to these groups here. Mother and father, spouse and ex-spouses, sexual group and others. Even if you've already had a good relationship with your mother or father or both, I would highly recommend breaking those soul ties with them because there may be something that came down your family tree that you're just not aware of. And the idea is you want to break things off of you. And I've said before that it never hurts to break a curse that isn't there and it never hurts to cast out a demon that's not there. There's no harm in doing that. So I think it's wise to, to at least try. Your spouse and ex-spouses, I already addressed your, your spouse, especially if you have had abuse or arguing and strife, if you or your spouse has cheated on each other, things like that, you definitely want to break ungodly soul ties. And of course, ex-spouses, I think it's pretty obvious you're no longer married anymore. You definitely want to break those. The sexual group, and so what that's talking about here is if you go back to page one, there's a lot of sexual groups that it can be in. It can even come from sexual abuse, but that's kind of a separate uh, area. But really, what I want to hit on is this number nine here. Have you had non-marital sexual partners? So anybody that you have had fornication with, adultery, any kind of homosexuality, uh, to including pornography, and even though it may not be physical, you still open a door through pornography, okay? And ex-spouses, of course, we already covered that. Um, but the point is, any of the sexual partners that you've had when you go through that prayer, and again, I plan on doing that later, is you can go through the prayer and basically state their names like at the beginning of the prayer, but then thereafter, you can just refer to them as the quote-unquote sexual group. I've done that many times that I've seen many people get freedom, so I know it works. And then, of course, others. That can pertain to, if I go back to the first sheet here, like your siblings, like if you've had a bad relationship with your siblings or maybe a co-worker or something like that, that could be a, a soul tie that you want to break here under others, okay? So the idea is as you do each one, you just check them off. You can either click in the box here or, or as, if you print it off, you can just mark it. Now, there is a statement down here for soul ties with sexual partners. So it says to call on fragmented parts of your soul to come out from sexual partners to rejoin their soul and to send all soul parts of those sexual partners back to them so that they can be whole. What this is talking about here is when you have sexual partners, your soul gets fragmented. 
And of course, in this in the case of your spouse that you're that you're married to, okay, that's a good thing. You have a piece of them, they have a piece of you. No big deal. But if you've been married and divorced already, or you've had multiple sexual partners, whether it's you know heterosexual, homosexual, doesn't matter, your soul gets fragmented with them. And so the idea here is that you just command that those fragmented parts of their soul that you have go to them and the fragment of parts that they have come back to you. And then, of course, down here, and I've talked about this already, this, this bottom section here, is it, it says it applies to items 2, 3, 4, 8, 9, and 10 from the self-interview. So if you want to know how to do this, you just go back up here, and you can reference each one of these that you filled in to know how you need to form your battle plan. So your father, your mother, your siblings, okay, and so on. So the idea here is that whatever you fill in here, you want to make sure to address those specific things. So for example, let's just say that your father left you and abandoned you. Then you want to make sure and address that when you're going through the ungodly soul ties prayer. If your relationship with your mother or your father was good, okay, there may not be anything specific you need to name, but it's still good to go through the prayer, if that makes sense. Okay, let's move on. The inner healing. And again, this first inner healing section up here, it's broken down into three sections here under inner healing. This first one pertains to step five from the Breaking Ungodly Soul Ties prayer. So again, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but I'll, I plan on going over that in the next podcast. But when you do that step five and you allow the Lord to speak to you about each one of those relationships, there's usually some level of inner healing that comes as a result of that. So you'll see these same same items here repeated from up here. So as you do each one, again, just check those off and then move on to the next one. And when you're done, you can just check these out here. Okay, so the second section under the inner healing step right here it says, for the three most tormenting areas, go back to the earliest memory, put negative emotions in hands, and surrender to Jesus. So this one applies definitely to number one. I would say do this every, when, when you do self-ministry, definitely apply it to one. But you'll notice here that there's others that are numbered. It You may not need to do these, but definitely for number one. And so let me just go back up here. These are the three most tormenting areas. So if you've dealt with fear, maybe you've been in lust or pornography, that's what you're really after. That's really kind of the bread and butter of what this step here is trying to accomplish. But basically, the way the inner healing works can apply to all of those because the method is basically the same. And that pertains to this section here that says, put negative emotions in hands and surrender to Jesus. So let me just give you a quick example of how that works. Let's say that you you put fear in one of those three areas. So you just get quiet before the Lord. And it, it usually helps to close your eyes and just relax and ask the Lord to show you when was the door open to that fear. He may speak to you. He might bring something to your memory. But ask Him specifically to show you the very first time that it happened. And he may bring a memory 
uh, sometimes, usually it's something from childhood. He may take you back to something that happened at a very young age. If you see that, okay, then you take that moment because you, you want to close that door at the very first time that it started. And that's usually what will be enough, I would say, to, to get free from it. So, for example, again, with fear. Okay, Lord, take me back to the very first time that I experienced fear of whatever it is. Let's say it was fear of man. Let's say maybe maybe somebody did you wrong in some way. Okay, so Lord, show me, and you just get quiet and you wait. And maybe he showed you, I don't know, maybe there was a family member that was um, really mean or something like that. Ah, oh, okay, uh, Uncle Uncle so-and-so uh, said something really mean to me, and um, and it was very hurtful, and, uh, and it scared me. Okay, so what you do is you put your hands together in front of you. You just... Uh, you like you cut them as though you're going to put water in your hands, kind of like you know when you're a kid and you're playing around. You go to the the swimming pool and you put water in your hands. You just put your hands together in front of you, and with your eyes closed, still okay, Lord. I just put into my hands here that fear that I experienced from when when Uncle so and so said those mean things to me. I give you, Lord, that that fear. I put into that fear into my hands. I put in the 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 mean words that he said the hurtful things that he said to me and any other negative emotions that you come up with put them into your hands so you're so what you're doing is you're holding them there in front of you and once you don't have any more negative emotions all you do is just a symbolic act is you just lift your hands up to heaven you just put them up above you and you just you just give them to the lord you surrender those and the idea of that comes from 1 Peter 5, 7, which says, Cast all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Some translations might say anxieties. But the idea is that you just surrender those to him. When you do that, you're repenting, you're closing the door. And when, in my observation, going through deliverance myself and from what I've seen in ministering to others, that is actually very highly effective. In, in getting that emotional load off of you to where, hey, you know, I don't feel quite so tormented in that area anymore. It's something that's very, very simple. And it allows Holy Spirit to show you things or unless you know what opened the door. And so I would highly recommend that you do that, not only for here, but in anything that happens after ministry, if something, somebody did something to you or you experience something that maybe you open the door and you have negative emotions, just go through that little exercise. It doesn't take very long. Cast all your cares upon him and you close the door. And then this next one here, it says for each trauma. So this is the third one under the inner healing for each trauma. Go back to the memory, put negative emotions in hands and surrender to Jesus. Applies to six and seven from the self interview. And so as I'm reading this, I realized that I already have six and seven up here already. So what I probably will do is make that correction later. So there probably will be a, a newer revision of this document later where I remove six and seven from here. But it definitely applies to six and seven here. This is specific to trauma. Trauma is a, 
I would say trauma is an often overlooked door. And in the example that I gave of a car accident, usually there's fear involved in that, even panic. And so the idea is you just go through the same thing. Okay, Lord, take me back to that car accident that I had. And I ask that you help me to see what opened the door. Oh, okay. Okay. I got into an accident. Okay. Yes. That's obvious. Okay. I got into fear. Why did I get into fear? I thought I was going to lose my life. Okay. Well, Lord, I know that you have my life in your hands. I don't have to worry about when it's my time to go. I repent for getting in fear. So I put this fear, fear of death in my hands. I put this fear of accident into my hands and it's just very simple. You just do the same thing. Okay, Lord, please forgive me for this. I'm casting all my care upon you and you give it to him and you close the door. So again, really very simple. Then the next section here is the actual deliverance. And it says, use repentance and deliverance document with the problem list, command each demon group to leave. Now I plan on going over this repentance and deliverance at, at the next episode. But basically what you'll do is on the problem list, if you remember that there's groupings of demons that are listed there. And so you'll use the repentance and deliverance document. It's very simple. And basically the way that that works is you can repent on behalf of you and your family tree for those things that are on that list by, by group. Sometimes what I like to do, most of the time, actually, what I like to do is I just like to just go through each group at one time and cast out each one of them as a group. Now follow Holy Spirit because he may show you something different. And, and so the idea is, is that you repent and you cast out demons by each demon grouping on there. Now, if there is something that has been very specific that you have had a hard time with, you might focus on that one, that one demon. It might be lust, but lust is kind of under the perversion umbrella. Whenever I do a series wrap-up, I plan on going over this and, and showing you a practical, again, a practical way so that, so that it will make sense to you. So it, if it doesn't now, please be patient with me and maybe, and hopefully it'll make sense later. The next one is physical, mental, and emotional healing. So the way this works is, so it applies to number 16 from the self-interview, and it says, declare your healing for all physical, mental, and emotional needs. Speak to any needs you have and command all pain or illness to go in Jesus' name. Command healing to those areas. So what's common at Deliverance Ministries is I've ministered to other people that we minister to backs. And so you can just say something like, okay, I command all pain in my back to go. I speak alignment to every single one of my vertebrae in the name of Jesus to come into alignment. All ligaments, tendons, muscles come into alignment. Muscles that are tense, relax. Muscles that are too relaxed, tense up to where you're supposed to be in Jesus' mighty name and to be seated in godly order. Something like that. It doesn't have to be very complicated. You're just using your words because life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so you're speaking to that specific pain or illness. Perhaps maybe you've been dealing with like rheumatoid arthritis. So the idea is after you've gone through all of this, that it's easier to receive your, your healing because 
quite possibly it was demonic in origin. So in the case of rheumatoid arthritis, okay, I command all rheumatoid arthritis in my fingers, hands, and joints, in my feet, wherever it is, I commanded that to go in the name of Jesus. I declare that I was healed by the stripes of Jesus. Pain, go. And you may have to do it for several minutes. It may not be just one time. Just keep speaking to it and keep speaking positively. And after you notice that you don't have any pain anymore, okay, you can stop. Try it out. If it's a physical pain where maybe you can move around like your back or your fingers, your hands, or your hip, your neck, whatever it is, move it around and test it and see, oh, wow, uh, the pain is gone, or uh, maybe there's a little bit more pain there. Okay, keep speaking to it. Now, if for some reason, maybe the pain hasn't left, okay, maybe just stop on that and take a moment and ask Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, is there anybody that I need to forgive still? Is there an open door that I still need to close? And just wait for him to show you. Maybe he will speak to you and show you something. And when he does, repent for that, command to that demon to go, and then go back through it again and just keep speaking to it. Now, sometimes the healing may take a little bit more time. It may manifest later. It's kind of like a domino effect. It it may not be instant. So the domino effect is, is you, you start the process. Okay, I feel a little bit better now, but maybe in a few hours or maybe the next day, oh, hey, I'm feeling much better. The other thing, too, to keep in mind is that the enemy will often try to come back and say, oh, you aren't really healed, or that pain may come back. Okay, if that happens, don't lose faith. Speak to it again and keep doing it. All right, so the next section is the miscellaneous section, and there are several items down here. And this first one says, pray and ask God to activate your God-given gifts and for Him to bless you. So it's something just very simple. Okay, Lord, I thank you for activating the gifts that you've given to me, the gifts that you've already placed into me, and the gifts that you want me to use for you and your kingdom. I thank you, Lord, for blessing me. I thank you, Lord, for helping me to get involved in some kind of ministry work, for opening the doors to whatever it is that you want me to do, because I know that I have a God-given assignment. So, Lord, thank you for activating all of those gifts. Activate every single Holy Spirit gift that you've placed in me, in Jesus' name. It's something just very simple. Okay, the next one is baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, I don't have, I don't believe that I have the baptism of the Holy Spirit on my website. I do plan on uploading that later. But there is a simple, quick prayer, and I know that it works. I've seen it work before. And the next one here, this is about renewing your mind, renewing your just renewing everything in, in, in your entire body. So basically, it just goes like this. So you just say this. I now take my mind and my head, my mind and my heart, and my mind and my body, memory, and my muscles, organs, and skin, casting all evil imprints down in the name of Jesus, replacing it with the mind of Christ. So that's what you want to do. You're replacing all of those things that you've done your entire life, the way that the enemy has trained you, and now you want to be trained by Jesus and his word. You want the mind of Christ. Okay, going on, it says, I ask for and receive the mind of Christ, pure and clean by faith. Thank you, Jesus, for cleansing my mind and my body. Fill me and renew me by the Holy Spirit. Baptize me and lead me in the way of life, God and Messiah, by your spirit and in my spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your pure life in me. 
Then the next one, begin using the document titled Keys for Staying Free, I Am, Examples of Blessing, The Nine Hours of Freedom. I think I actually have that broken down into several documents. So I probably need to correct this because now these are, these are separate documents. And again, I plan on going over these. It's really very simple. But the idea is now that you're free, you want to change the things that you're doing in order to walk out your deliverance. Because once you get delivered, the idea is, okay, now I'm going to go forward, but I'm going to change my walk. I'm going to change the way I'm doing things. I'm going to change what I say. I'm not going to be the same person I was before. I'm going to bless other people. And so that's what these are about. So again, I plan on going over that in another future episode here in this series. And then the last one, if you're not attending church, ask God to show you where he wants you to go. It's important to be fed spiritually and to be surrounded by other believers. I would encourage you to attend a church that it's kind of what we would call like a full gospel church, meaning that they believe in the gifts of the spirit and that a place where you can grow. Because if you go to a church where maybe there might be some legalism set up where they don't believe in the gifts of the spirit, it might stifle you and it can open the door to legalism. And you don't, you really don't want to do that. That's why it's important to ask God where he wants you to go. I, anytime that I have changed churches or, or when I moved back here to Oklahoma, I asked God to show me where he wanted me to go. And it did sometimes take several places that I needed to go before I found the right one. But just keep at it and just allow God to show you. So that is it for this self-deliverance guide. And now what I want to do is just go ahead and wrap up here. So in summary, this guide will help you to go through the deliverance process on your own. And again, I plan on going over an example later, so don't worry if it doesn't make sense. And it doesn't require you to be an expert, okay? But it will give you some exposure to it, and most importantly, for you to get free. So we have a few more documents to go over, as I mentioned. So the next episode, I am planning on covering repentance and deliverance, breaking ungodly soul ties, and keys to staying free. So be looking out for that. And if you have any questions or comments, you can post them on my website at libertyfromcaptivity.com in the blog section. Also, if you want to contact me directly, please send me an email at kelly at libertyfromcaptivity.com. All right. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of the week. Thank you for listening and watching, and God bless you.
above has hands to heal Saves us from our faults and fears Giving us the peace that we so desperately need